And that day, I was able to know God as a God of miracles. We had a perfect baby. He was seven pounds and a half, 37 weeks. If you're a mom and you've delivered before, that's a big baby for 37 weeks. That means he would have been really big if he would have been full term. But that day, we were, ever, we were able to encounter God's love everywhere. I mean, the nurses that were there, they took care of us so much. And we just knew that God was in control of everything. But and we found it interesting um, that every human being, before they're born, they're all connected to a source. And we've, we were all born connected to our moms, right? If you weren't, you're not from this earth. <laughs> Everyone's connected through, do you know what it is? The umbilical cord, yeah. And, you know, that umbilical cord is really important because um, you're able to receive food and you're able to receive nutrients through that. And that's our source of life. Without that cord, we're not able to live. And that umbilical cord allows, you know, for you to live and have oxygen. And while we were reflecting on this experience that we went through, the Lord began to speak into my heart and, and began to, like, just speak to me and was telling me, you know, that's what the enemy tries to do. Before the Lord wants to birth something great and a big miracle is about to happen into your life, the enemy wants to stop you from living. He wants you... So it wants to stop you from fulfilling those miracles in your life. And sometimes you're working hard and you see that things are happening. But out of nowhere, you start begin feeling suffocated. Like problems are coming. How many of you guys have been stressed out with problems before, with situations, right before something great is about to happen? And the Lord just began speaking into my life and just, you know, making a parallel from parallel from that story um, that I just shared with you guys, that testimony, to what happens in our daily lives. Sometimes that's what, exactly what the enemy wants to do. He wants to suffocate you. He wants to um, kill you before, kill your dreams, kill your future, kill your visions before those miracles are birthed. And when someone's about to accomplish something, that's what we see. That's why it's important to remain connected to the fountain. Tur turn to the person that's next to you and tell them, you need to be, tell them, all right, come on. You need to be connected to the fountain. If, you, if you're not connected to the fountain, you will die. And sometimes we forget that we are all, even after we are born, we are all connected to the fountain. And who knows who that fountain is, that source is. It's Jesus. Amen. And this month we've been learning about miracles and signs and wonders. And we've been receiving so much. There's been a lot of miracles that have been happening in this house. And God has so many miracles and promises that he has for our lives. And today we're going to learn about something important to accomplish those miracles. And I want you to scream it out with me and say, the source. All right, let's count to three. We're going to say it really loud. Ready? One, two, three. The source. The source. Who is the source? The Bible says in Acts, he says, every good thing comes from God. How about you say it to the neighbor. Look at, your, look at him in, or her in the eye. Come on, let's do it. And tell them, every good thing. Tell them again, every good thing comes from God. The source. God the Father. And I want you to open your Bibles to Act 2.22. When you have it, say amen or yeah. <laughs> All right. So y'all have it? Tell me when you're ready. All right. Now read it with me. 
Jesus the Nazarene, a man attested to you by God with miracles and wonders and signs which God performed, say it with me, through him in your midst, just as you yourselves know. And let's pray. We thank you, God, for today, Lord. Today we just present this time in your hands, Lord, and we just pray that this word becomes alive, Lord, in our hearts. We give you our hearts, our minds, Lord, to you, Lord. Let Give us an open mind, Lord, that's receptive, Lord, in a heart, Lord, that it's open to receive, Lord. Let this word be um, a seed that is planted in everyone's heart, Lord, that will give fruit in multiplication, Lord. We just thank you for today. We thank you for the miracles that are going to happen. In the name of Jesus, we all say, amen. All right. So this verse tells us that God did miracles through him. Who did the miracles? God did the miracles. God is the source, but Jesus was the channel. God was the source, but Jesus was the channel. When you think of the word source, what do you think of? When I was thinking of this word source, I'm like, the source. Um, and I was remembering that whenever you li listen to the news, you always want to know where do they get their information from, right? You just don't take information from anywhere. You want to make sure that the news that they have, that the information they're giving to you is coming from the source. Those of you that, you know, follow columns like articles or magazines, they always say this is from a credible source. Or even if you're working on a project, everything that you cite, everything that you do needs to come from a credible source. Sometimes we believe more in doctors, we believe more in teachers, we believe more in authors. And we forget that the source of life is God. The one who created man, the one who created life is our source. He's the one who has everything. He has even more than what you could think. How many of you guys give the Lord a mighty hand this morning and just thank the Lord for that? Jesus, the eternal resource of humanity, is the ever-giving source. God is the source of power. One of my favorite scriptures is in Ephesians 3.14. I want you to open your Bibles, pull them out. Today we're going to read some word. Ephesians 3.14 to 20 says, For this reason I kneel before you. And what Paul is saying is, I get down on my knees and I consider my source. I remember where I come from. My help, the word says, comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. From whom every family in heaven and on earth derives from. And Paul is saying, don't forget where you come from. From one source, we, will, we all have one existence. So don't, you know, it's funny because I watch um, the news every day and there's always a commercial about Ancestry.com. They're like, figure out who your ancestors are. But I'm Salvadorian and my, my family is very Latin and I'm pretty sure they didn't keep records of anything. And I always had like this dream that I'm going to find my family tree and I want to know where my last name comes from. But that's never going to happen because there's no such thing as a record. Have you guys ever tried to go on Ancestry.com or anything like that? It's kind of interesting. But don't go, you're spending your money on that because we all have the same daddy. Amen. So turn to the person next to you and tell them, hey, brother. Say, hey, sister. Hey, brother from another father. Hey, sister. We all have the same daddy. <laughs> 
All right, verse 16 says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, that's the source, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit, the source again, in your inner being, where the resource. So that Christ may dwell, verse 17, in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, how long, and how high, and how deep is the love of Christ. You know, when Paul says this, he's kind of frustrated. He's like, God's love is so big, but our minds are so small that we can't understand or begin to understand how big our God is. Do you know what? And this reminds me, sometimes this happens to us. Don't let small-minded people keep you from believing in the great things that God has for your life. Amen. Give the Lord a mighty hand. Because sometimes God wants to do great things, but there's always... Someone negative, someone telling you, hey, you know what, you can't do that. Hey, you're not, you can't prosper in that. You're not smart enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not, we always have those, you're not, you're not. But you know what, God's plans are even bigger and greater that our small minds can't even begin to understand. And today I want you to inject some faith into your neighbor. And today we're going to begin in believing that God the source, God the Father is here and he wants to do even greater things that we could have ever imagined. Amen. Amen. So verse 16, is that where I left off? No, 17. All right, no, sorry. Okay, here we go. <laughs> All right, 19. And he said, and to know this love that surpasses all knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. And here comes my favorite verse, verse 20. To him, the source who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. According to not your, not your intellect, not your level of experience, not your background, not whatever you may think, but according to his power. Say it with me. According to his power that is at work within us. And verse 21 says, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all the generations forever and ever. Amen. Give the Lord a mighty hand. Isn't God's word delicious? I love reading the word because it just reminds me. Sometimes we're like walking in life and, you know, we look at the circumstances and we forget what the word says. And God has so many promises for our lives. But we need to just be, go back to the source. Go back to Jesus and remember that his plans are greater for us. But here in this verse, we see two different characteristics that I want to share with you. Number one, it says, powerful to do all things. Say it with me, all things. All right, how about we just exercise this morning and open your arms and go, all things. There is nothing impossible for God. He is the never-ending source of miracles. A of peace and a restoration. Lesson two that we learned from this passage is that he can accomplish infinitely more than what we may ask or think. 
He is willing to do more than what you desire. And sometimes we ask for things that to us seem big, but to God it's something small. And, you know, when I was studying, I was like, you know what? God must like laugh at us sometimes. Like, wow, man of little faith. God wants to do so much amazing things. I mean, he's the one who created heaven and earth. He was the one who breathed and gave us life with just one breath. And just with one word, he said, let there be light. And boom, there was light. That infinite power is at our disposition every single day if we just bother to go back and stay connected to the source. And God is always a hundred steps ahead of us. Before we ask for it, he's already done it. We just need to go ahead and move in faith. Amen. God created the heavens and the earth with just one command. Could there be anything impossible for God? Do you think is that there, there's something that God can't do? When someone asks us that, we quickly answer, no, of course not. But when it comes to practice our faith, doubt comes, huh? Uh, negativity comes. And we begin to look at the circumstances because sometimes the circumstances are louder, louder and louder than God's words in our head. Amen. So we just need to be injected with faith this morning. God is our Father that gives good, good things. Turn to the person next to you and tell them, God wants to give you. You know what? People are kind of sleepy this morning. I want you to pinch the person that's next to you. Pinch them. <laughs> pinch them. Like, are you awake? Tell them, God wants to give you. Tell them, God wants to give you good, good things. And James 1, 16 to 17 says, Do not be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift comes from who? Comes from God, our Father, who created the lights in heaven. I, you know, when I read the scripture, I love it so much because it's so descriptive. If, if you just pay attention to the words and every word that is written there, there's so much meaning. It says, God, our good Father, the one who created the lights, the one who has everything, and he never changes. He never changes. He's faithful and remains faithful every day of our lives. And James presents God as the source, as our Father, the one who wants to give us good things. And when I think of um, God the Father, you know, I, I was telling you I'm a new mom and I think of my son Ethan. And I want to give the best to my son. And I see my husband and we are... Every mom knows the first two months after you deliver, you get no sleep. And you're up at two and up, 12 a.m., 2 a.m., 4 a.m., 6 a.m., 8 a.m., 24-7. You're living for this little person that depends on you. And you're there, you're doing it willingly and happy because you know that you're the only source. And I remember one day I was really tired and I was like, I don't want to get up. I want to sleep. I haven't slept in two months. And I remember like being, oh my gosh. Like, I'm the only way that he can get food. I'm like his only resource. If I don't change his diaper, if I don't go out and do something for him, no one's going to do it. And in that same way that we as natural parents care so much for our children, that's the same way that God cares for you. God's so interested in your needs and your necessities. He, uh, the word says he already knows what you need even before you ask for it. 
And God is interested in being there and answering your crying call at 2 a.m., at 3 a.m., 4 a.m. God is there. And sometimes we go to the wrong fountain. When we have a problem, we call our girlfriend and we're like, hey, hey girl, this is what just happened. And we go out and we start gossiping and we, we want to know what everyone has to say about our circumstance. And we want advice from everyone and their mother except from God. Is that true or not? That happens and we girls love to talk. And we're always like, hey, what do you think? What do you think I should do? Should I do this? And sometimes God's like, hey, girl, or hey, man, we need to go back to the stores. There's a fountain of, of blessing. There's a fountain of miracles that's just there at your disposition if you just go and seek for it. The word says, seek and it will be given unto you. And sometimes we don't see God's provision in our lives because... We're kind of lazy. We'd rather ask someone else than bow, go on our knees. And that's why when Paul was speaking in Ephesians, he says, I kneel before my father. He knew where his source came from. He knew he wasn't going to find solution out in the world, out in a magazine, out in CNN, out in whatever thing that, where you get your resources. He knew that his resource came from, from God. Amen. Give him a round of applause. And John 3.16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He gave his best. And I think I shared that with you a couple weeks ago. God gave his best and only gives his best. He doesn't know how to be whack. He does not know how to be mediocre. He doesn't know how to do that. God is like the God of impossibilities. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Give them a round of applause to our awesome media team. They're awesome. You know, um, I recently started doing story time with my baby. He's three months, but he loves it. He loves to look at the pictures. And it's really funny because there's a part we always read about creation. And I always go, God created the animals and created man like daddy and woman like mommy. And he gets so excited. I'm, sh I'm sure he doesn't know what I'm saying, but he gets so happy. And I start pointing out, like, he created the sun, he created the animals so that you could have friends to play with. He created the grass. He created everything for you. And you know what? I read that to my, kid, to my baby every single day. But sometimes we need to be reminded, God created this wor world so that you may have abundance, so that you may have resources. Amen? Amen. And Adam and Eve lived in perfect harmony. When God created the world, he didn't create no hole on the wall. He created Eden. He created paradise. You know, I think of Eden and I think of like fountains. I don't know, I may be like aging myself out here, but did you all watch The Land Before Time? <laughs> some of you have, you know, Littlefoot. Or some of you guys don't remember that. Oh, well. There's a scene in that movie when they find, you know, paradise. And um, Littlefoot, the entire movie is looking, you know, for the long neck. They're looking for the long necks. And they're looking to get to paradise because that's where his grandma is and his grandpa. I haven't watched that movie in a long time. I hope I'm right. But they're looking for everything. And the last scene of that movie, you know, they open, like, this, like, these trees, like, these palms. And you see, like, a river of water. And you see, like, you know blooms of flowers and vegetation and everything so beautiful and I imagine Eden to be like that just like the land before time 
And like, I really think, you know, that God created something so beautiful, a happy place that we could enjoy. And that's what God intended for us. And Adam and Eve, they were living in perfect harmony. They were living in the source, in the fountain of life. They were connected. They were so connected with God. God's like, you can name all the animals, do whatever you want. And they were like, you know, one-on-one -on -one with God. They were like on speed dial with God. Like they were just connected. Um, but they stopped looking at the source. They just stopped. And there was this moment of just pure silence in Eden where they stopped looking of where their resources came from and they stopped looking at who had given them their place to dwell and live and who had given them their fruit and food and began, began to look at the enemy. It became, began to listen to what the enemy had to say. And they stopped looking at God and they deviated from God's perfect plan for humanity. And that moment, curse came. You know, and when I was reading this, I was remembering that story I was sharing with you at the beginning. When I got that coleostasis thing, it, the doctor explained to me that your liver starts like just spilling out these little bits of like this bile of this liquid. And it starts kind of infecting and just like suffocating little by little your placenta, what's inside. And that's what the enemy tries to do. Little by little, he starts putting seeds of negativity. He starts putting little thoughts, you know, that you can't do this. Little incorrect thoughts. You come to church and you start looking, oh, do you see what he was wearing? Oh, he didn't say hi to me. Or I didn't like the word. Or worship was whack. Or you start looking at all these little things. And then like your, that's what the enemy wants to do. Instill in you little things so you can start looking elsewhere and looking at what who is doing, who didn't do, and who did what, and who came and who didn't. And try to disfocus you from where you need to be looking at. Your source, God. Amen? Say amen. From the very beginning, the enemy has been trying to disconnect you from your source. James 1.15 says, then after desire has been conceived... It gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. And that's exactly what I was going through. Those little bits of pieces, you know, of bile that was trying to just suffocate my baby. And what the enemy wanted was for me to birth out something that was still Something that was dead. And that's what the enemy wants to do. You're here. You're motivated. You're excited. You're like, yes, I'm going to believe in God. And then you start looking at the circumstances. And then little by little, your dreams, your, your miracles, they start to die. And that's the purpose of the enemy. And that's what happens when we're connected to the incorrect source. And Jesus himself was always connected to God. And I love that. You know, before... Um, Jesus went, you know, to die in the cross and all that stuff was going to happen. He went away for 40 days. And he was like, I know that something tough is about to come. And I can't do this in my own strength. God, I need a miracle from you. I know I have to go through death, but I need you to give me strength. I need you to give me a persevering heart. I need you to give me your fruits. And even Jesus, the son of God, did not take his relationship with his father for granted. You know, he was 
the Spirit. He was God himself. They were three in one. But he needed to remain connected to the source, to God. And he went away to seek him. You know, before he seek the miracles to, uh, for others, God already had prepared the miracles. And that's why the miracles and signs and wonders always follow Jesus. Because God had already accomplished them in the secret place. And Jesus, when he was in the desert, when he was through that trial, he was connected with God. Even more us. Don't you think that if Jesus needed to be connected to God, Jesus, I mean, Jesus needed to be connected to God. How about us? Do you think that you need some Jesus in your life, some God in your life? Amen? I mean, give the Lord a mighty hand. We need to be connected to the miracle maker. Jesus didn't see what was coming, the problems, the persecution. He didn't see the needs of others. He didn't see the sickness. He just saw the resource. He just saw the source. He saw what the Father had. And in God, he found purpose. He found truth. He found trust. He found faith, direction, and strength to endure the cross. Today, we need to take our eyes away from our circumstances. Who believes that with me this morning? And we need to fix our eyes on the source. And what your father has, you have. Tell that to the person next to you. What the father has, you have. You have healing. You have peace. You have kindness. But you need to be connected. Amen. Don't tell God the magnitude of your problem. Tell your problem the magnitude of your God. That's what we need to do every day. Amen. Sometimes we're like, man... This problem is so big. No, begin speaking life into your problem and say, my God's bigger than you. My God's bigger than this debt, than this bill. My God's bigger than this problem I have. He's great and he already solved that stuff for you. Amen. Give the Lord a mighty hand. We just need a shift of mentality. Where do we go when the struggle gets real? Do we go to the source? Where do we go? Where do we go when we succeed? We go out to a party, woo, yeah, graduation. No, we go to the source. In good times, in bad times, we go back to the source. We need to be on a one-way street that's always taking us to the cross, always taking us to Jesus, not looking to the left. We're not in a roundabout. We need, we're in a one-way street. Jesus, the source, the source. In that source, we're going to find miracles, signs, wonders. And everything that we've been speaking about in, during this series is going to become true in your life if you're just connected to that fountain, to that umbilical cord that is continuously giving you food, giving you nutrients, giving you faith, giving you prosperity, giving you everything that you need to be an ambassador of Jesus in this earth. Amen. Give him a round of applause this morning. Psalms 103.2 says, praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. The psalmist, you know, it's so accurate with us. And he kind of knew that we were going to be forgetting where we come from. And he reminds us really clearly. He says, do not forget. Do not forget where you come from. Do not forget all his benefits. Do not forget that everything that you need is in God. And the devil, the enemy wants you to daily forget 
everything that God has done for your life until this day and everything that he wants to do and all the promises that he has for your life. And that's his duty. He doesn't rest. He's up 24-7 every minute of the day trying to get you to forget everything that God has planned for you. The blessings, the prosperity, the promises. But every day we need to remind the enemy. We need to remind the circumstance. My strength does not come from my circumstance. It comes from God. Amen. And something great that we see in the scripture is that you are the channel. In Acts 2.22 said, God performed miracles through him. Say it with me. Through him. In the midst. I love that word through him. For a source to flow, the source needs a channel, right? So, like I was explaining to you that whole birth thing since it's Mother's Day. You know, there's an umbilical cord. There's a source. I mean, a channel. Jesus, God was the source, but Jesus was the channel. God performed the miracles, but he decided to do it through Jesus. And the same with us. He performs the miracles, but he does it through who? Through us. All we have to do is allow his power to pass through our lives in order to reach other people. You know, did you know that you're a walking miracle and people see Jesus through you? You may be the only Bible that someone will ever read. God could do so much through you if you just become available. I love what Derek Prince teaches and he says, the most important characteristic of being a Christian or a believer is availability. Isn't that powerful? I'm going to read it again. The most important characteristic of a believer is availability. God cannot use us if we're not available. We need to become available for God. If you want to see God perform miracles in your life or through you, you need to be available for him. Available for him to use you. You know someone who that was available and I love her story was Mary. I'm not going to go through her entire, her entire story, but you guys know who Mary is, the mom of Jesus' mom? You know, the angel ap appeared to her and say, hey, you found favor before the Lord. You will conceive, child. She didn't say, well, you need to hold on because I'm engaged and I'm about to get married. You know, this doesn't work out for me. That's not what Mary said. Mary said, amen. Let your will be done in my life. Her circumstance was about to change. He was going to get killed. Her boyfriend was going to dump her. So much was going to happen in Mary's life. But she decided to become available. She was available to birth the miracle of humanity. And we need to be available to birth the miracle that God wants to do in your house, in your family, in the city, in Miami, in Fort Lauderdale, wherever you are. He wants you to become available to do great things, to show signs and wonders. Isn't that series awesome? Signs and wonders. God wants to do all those things. But not just by a click of a finger. He could do that. But he chooses to do it through us. Amen? Amen. Give the Lord a round of applause this morning. But it's not in our strength. But in his strength. And I love the verse that says, but you can do all things. Through Christ, because he, the source, gives us what? Strength. Say it with me. I can do all things. 
Say with you, all things in Christ because he gives me strength. And I want to wrap up with this this morning. This week, we're going to do something different. We're not just going to look around at the circumstances. We're not, you know, going to be just looking at the miracles that God wants to do in our life. We're going to look at what God wants to do on other people. And we're going to become available. Say it with me. I'm going to become available for God to use me. Do you believe it? God can use you to be someone else's miracle. Did you know that? Amen. This week we're not just, we're not just going to pray because praying is awesome. But you're not just going to pray. We're going to activate our faith. Faith is not to accumulate it. Faith is to use it. Did you know that? We're going to become the answer to someone's prayer this week. Do you guys want to become the answer to someone's prayer? You know, when someone tells you, hey, I, I need something, you're going to step out in faith and believe that God's going to give you the resource to bless others. And you're going to fill this entire city through you guys with kindness, with love, by small things. How cool is it that we could be someone's answer to their prayer by taking small actions? How can we do this? You know, someone's at the gas station. You know, they're pumping gas. You're going to say, you know what? I'm going to get that for you. And I believe that God could provide. You could, you know, give a gallon of milk to someone. You could take a clothes to a shelter. You could do something great. And I want to motivate you guys this, this week to go out and perform miracles in Jesus' name. Amen. Do you believe that God could do it through you? Amen. So I want you guys to really do this because I believe that God could use you. And you know what? It's important. Sometimes we're always looking at what we need. I need this. I'm going through this tough time. No, they have problems, but I have bigger problems and I need someone to help me. But sometimes we need to look a step back and be like, you know what? There are people that have it worse than we do. You know, recently I was watching um, this testimony, and there was a woman that had lost her family um, in the floods in Louisiana. And she was living in a hotel, and she was living with, like, her four kids. And her time was running out, and she had been living through a really tough time. And these pastors went out to visit her, and they challenged her to something. And they were like, you know what? You've, you've had a rough time, and, you know, we're going to pray for you. We're going to help you. But before we do that, we want you to go be someone's miracle. There's someone that's living under a bridge, and I want you to go out and do something nice for them. And she, she actually went back and be like, wow, I'm actually blessed. Sometimes we're so surrounded by our circumstances, and our circumstances become bigger that we think our life is falling apart. But God has our life together, amen? And this week we're going to move out in faith, and we're going to do something generous for someone. We're going to go out and pray for someone. When you see someone that's having a bad day, you're going to say, God bless you. Have a great day. You're going to open the door for people. You're going to do things that you never did before. Amen? Amen? Give the Lord a mighty hand. How about we stand up this morning? Every experience that we've gone through in our lifetime, whether it's good, whether it's bad, Sometimes we've had a bad time. We have, we've gone through some rough times. But God has allowed those circumstances to happen so that he could make a miracle in your life. Sometimes if bad things don't happen, we can't experience God's love. And I'm telling you, in the worst times in my life, you know, where I've been maybe heartbroken, 
where I may be stressed out about something. In those tough times, I've been able to experience God's miracles like never before. And this week, I know that God wants to use us. He's going to use those experiences that we've gone through to serve others and to become a walking miracle. And if you want God to use you today and say, Lord, I want to become available for you. And you want to say, God, I'm sorry I've been looking at my circumstances too much. Sorry I've been stressed out about a lot of things that I don't need to be stressed out about. And if you want to become available to be an instrument in God's hands, I want you to close your eyes right there where you are. I want you to just lift your hands and say, God, I want you to use me. I want to be connected to your source, Lord. And today we're just going to do a prayer of surrendering. We're just going to say, Lord, I'm sorry for looking to the wrong places. Sorry because my eyes weren't fixed on you, Lord. They were fixed on my circumstance. They were fixed on my struggle, Lord. But today I understand through your word, God, your word has become alive in me, Lord. And today I know that your plans are good for my life. And just begin telling God that. Say, God, you have good plans. And today we're, just not, we're not just going to ask God to, for things. We're going to remember the word. And we're going to say, God, you have great things in store for me. Today we're going to declare God's promises. Promises of good. Because his love is so wide. It's so big. It's so long. And that love of God is in this place this morning. God wants to perform miracles in you, but we need to become available. Lord, today I just let go of everything that's been taking my attention. I let go of my busy schedule. Lord, I let go of everything. And today I am fully available for you, for you to perform miracles in me. But not just to do miracles in my life, Lord, but for me to be a miracle to others, Lord. Begin to use me, Lord, as an instrument. I want to be your sign. I want to be your wonder, Lord. I want to be able to carry the news of salvation. I want to be able to be generous, Lord. Give me, Lord, that heart, God. And just begin crying out to the Lord this morning. And say, God, I want you to use me. Find favor in my life, Lord. I believe in you. I believe in the God of miracles. And the God of miracles is in this place today. And if today you came with a need, I want you to come to the front and come out in faith. And maybe you don't need a physical thing. Maybe you need more of God. Maybe you want to be connected more to God. I want you to just come out, come to the forward. And be like, God, I want to know you in a different way. I'm not contempt with the way I am. I'm not contempt with, with just the relationship I have with you. I want more. I want more. You know, I went through that struggle a lot. I was like, God, I've been in church for a long, long time. I grew up in church. I was born in the church. My parents are pastors my entire life knowing about this awesome God. But I was like, you know what? I need to know you more. I need to know the wonders of your goodness. 
And God today wants to show you that. He wants to remind you that He's good, that His plans for you are better. And today, Lord, we pray for every person that's here, Lord. Today we place, God, their dreams in your hands, God. We know that you're the God that provides. You're the God of miracles. You're the God of resources, Lord. And today, here's a group of people that are believing out, out in faith. And that step of faith today is going to move mountains. The Bible says that if you have faith like a mustard seed, you can move mountains. And today, by this act of faith, God is going to move and shift your circumstances. And today, the Lord's going to make you grow into a new level of faith. And we just pray and we apply the blood of Jesus this morning. And we just cry out, God, for your miracles, God. Your miracles to be alive and evident in every person that's here believing, Lord. Open doors, God, that no man can shut. Supernatural favor over every person that's in this house believing in you, Lord. Show up. Become evident in their lives. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And all of God's people say, amen. Who's believing in God this morning? Who can say God's a good God? How about give a shout to the Lord. Say God is a good God. A God that provides. A God who is sufficient. Who is even greater than we could imagine. Amen. That's the God who we serve. Amen. Turn to the person next to you. Tell them, that's the God that I serve. I serve a good God. A big God. Amen. Give the Lord a mighty hand.